welcome back to Motor Max, my show about NASCAR and everything about NASCAR. Um, this show's back after a few weeks away. I was busy and I finished my school, so I'm done with school for this year. Um, and I have my sophomore year, so that's gonna be fun. But you know what else is back? NASCAR. NASCAR is finally back tomorrow for Darlington, the first cup race back in real life since Phoenix about 10 weeks ago. I've been I've been counting down the days since they announced it, however many weeks ago, and a whole NASCAR world has just been waiting patiently and here we are. Um less than 24 hours to go, so I'm going to give some basic rundowns and just give the rundown, my predictions, um, some news stories heading into Darlington. Um, on Thursday, the, um, on Thursday, the starting lineup was picked based on groups of 12 for the full-time teams and then the four non-charters. Um, and the starting lineup is as follows, uh, starting lineup for tomorrow's Darlington race, Brad Kislowski with the luck of the draw got pole position and Alex Bowman will be alongside him in row one. Matt Benedetto will start third alongside Kyle Busch. In row two, row three has Eric Almarola and Kevin Harvick. Row four will have Ryan Blaney and Jimmy Johnson. Row five has best friends Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano. Actually, it's Logano, then Hamlin. Logano starts ninth, Hamlin tenth. Then Chase Elliott and Matt Kenseth. Kenseth will start twelfth in his return to NASCAR. Row seven has Stuart Haas racing teammates Clint Boyer and Cole Custer. Row Eight has Martin Truex Jr. and Austin Dillon. Row nine, Bubba Wallace and William Byron. Row ten, Corey LaJoy and Eric Jones. Row eleven, Ryan Newman, who's back after his violent Daytona crash. Great to have him back at Daytona. We'll talk about that in a minute. And he's with Kurt Busch. That's row eleven. Row twelve has Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Chris Busher. Row thirteen, Ryan Priest and Garrett Smithley. Row 14, Quinn Half, Christopher Bell. Row 15, Tyler Reddick and J.J. Yaley. Row 16, Michael McDowell and Joey Gase. Row 17, Ty Dillon, John Hunter Nemechek. Brennan Poole, Reed Sorensen, Daniel Suarez, Timmy Hill, B.J. McLeod, and Josh Balicki round out the field. Um, so that's the starting lineup. Ryan Newman, as I said earlier, he's back. He's going to restart. Tw- he's going to restart. The season, he's starting 21st. He's only missed three races out of the four so far. So, um, a really good hot streak later in the year or a win, he's going to be in the playoffs. Um, Matt Kenseth needs a win and some good runs to get in, but I'm confident in that 42 team. They are capable of winning races um, as a team, and they have a driver capable of winning races, so I don't see any reason that they shouldn't be able to win at least once this year. Um, so Ryan Newman earlier this week was on a Zoom call with people with NASCAR. Um, so 
a lot of the media people there. It was almost like a mini media day. Because uh, right before the Daytona 500, all the drivers talk to the media and they have their big media day. Um, they had a similar one here amongst drivers and media for the Starlington race. Um, and Ryan Newman gave details about his crash. Um, multiple different sources who were in the meeting with Ryan Newman. It was a Zoom meeting, obviously not in person because they're still social distancing. Um, and he detailed the crash. He said his, he, he said he doesn't remember most of the crash and had to see a replay to believe it was real. Uh, he described his helmet as crushed. Um, not sure what that means. Uh, I, don't, I haven't seen any pictures of the helmet, if there are any. Um, but he described it as crushed. He said it was hit by Corey LaJoy's car. Or at least hit by something within his own car. Um, and it was only his second time, second, third, it was one of the first couple of times he had worn that helmet in a race, and it could have, could have been the reason he's getting back in a car today, because had he not been wearing a helmet with that kind of safety improvements, we could have been talking about something much, much worse than a headache, a head injury, and a couple days in the hospital, we could be talking a career-ending crash, or possibly worse. So great to see Newman back in the field um, in his number six, which was driven by Ross Chastain for the couple of races he was out. And Ross Chastain, who was originally slated to run the 77 car and the Daytona 500 and the Charlotte 600, the Coke 600, um, he's now going to run it on the Wednesday Darlington race. So... My race review for Darlington will include predictions for the next Darlington race, so it's going to be a packed episode probably tomorrow, maybe Monday, depends on the kind of mood I'm in after the race, but I'm sure it'll be amazing, because even though quarantine isn't over, it's about to get a heck of a lot better with the return of NASCAR, so should be glad that we got some live sports. Um, saw a tweet from Dave Moody today saying that over 400 radio stations will be broadcasting tomorrow's race, um, which is 40 more than Daytona 500. Daytona 500 is said to be the biggest race of the year. Um, I have a poll out on my Twitter right now. Uh, there's about 15 hours-ish left. It was a one-day-long poll, and I put it out earlier this morning. Um, if you want to go vote, you can find it on my Twitter page, at TheRealMaxMan05, and you can follow me and let me know what you think of the show. Um, but majority so far said that tomorrow's Darlington race is bigger than the Daytona 500, at least this year. And the Daytona 500, they get amped up. It's the beginning of the season, the biggest race, the biggest race of the year. Um, as a driver, you always want to win that race, it's that one race on your bucket list to win, um, and a lot of people think that Darlington tomorrow is going to be bigger than Daytona in February, so amazing to think that that was only a handful of months ago, even though it feels like a handful of years ago, um, so, anyway, Ross Chastain, where was I going with that? Oh, I already mentioned that. 
I thought I forgot that. Um, more races were announced to the schedule. So after Darlington, Darlington, Charlotte, Charlotte, uh, NASCAR then heads out to Bristol Motor Speedway on May 31st, then Atlanta Motor Speedway on June 7th, Martinsville Night Race on Wednesday, June 10th, then they head out to Homestead Miami Speedway June 14th, Talladega June 21st, and that's as far as they've been announced um, so far. So those are the next next batch of races. Um, so Homestead, they get their spring date. Um, they get their Fox Sports race. Not sure the TV coverage matters, but they still get their race because um, it's the beginning of this hiatus. Uh, Atlanta and Homestead were rumored to be canceled, and that could have meant bad fortune for Homestead. But good news is they get to keep their date. They get to keep their race. Um, well, not their date. The date was months ago. Um, they get to keep their race for the year, and Atlanta gets to keep their race. They did cancel Chicagoland, Sonoma, and Richmond. Those were the three races that fell victim to the Charlotte and Darlington races because there's an extra Charlotte race and two extra Darlington races. That's three makeup races for three dates lost, Sonoma, Chicago, Richmond. Um, so we have the schedule uh, at least until um, June 21st. We don't know what's going to go on after that. Um and the Xfinity Series also got their schedule released. They have Darlington, Charlotte, Bristol, Atlanta, a Homestead doubleheader on June 13th and 14th, Saturday and Sunday. So that'll be pretty cool for the Xfinity Series. Originally, the only doubleheader this year was supposed to be the Cup Series at Pocono, but we're going to get a an appetizer, if you will, with the Xfinity Series at Homestead. They get their doubleheader so we'll get a small taste of hey this is how the doubleheader weekend will look um guess you could say that the xfinity series are the test monkeys then the truck series they get their schedule um their next three races of charlotte atlanta and homestead um their martinsville races scheduled in october don't know if that's ever going to happen we don't know um who knows when this crisis will end. Now it's on to my Darlington predictions. Um, I do have my fantasy lineup. I'll pull that up. I picked Eric Jones because um, he won the last race at Darlington in August. No, September. Labor Day's in September. Labor Day weekend. Uh, he won the Southern 500. I only picked him because he won Darlington. Now, this is going to be way different because the track, they're going to race during the day. Normally, the Southern 500, last year, the Southern 500 finished at like 2 in the morning because there was rain, and it usually starts at sunset, so this will be way different. They're racing late afternoon. Usually, they race sunset into the night. They're going to race afternoon into evening, so the track conditions could vary. So, Eric Jones, I have him on my uh, fantasy roster because he won. Truex and Hamlin are on my roster as well because historically they've been pretty good, especially Hamlin knows how to win here. He's won here a couple times. Truex won here in 2016, so I have those guys on there. Brad Kislowski, he's won here a couple times, and I think he's won twice, maybe once. And he starts on the pole, and Kevin Harvick in the four. He won 
the last time a Mar- uh, not Martinsville, last time Darlington was run in May was in 2014. Harvick was the winner. But again, that was at night. This one's going to be in the day. And I have Ryan Blaney in the garage because Blaney, overall Blaney's just been really good at every race so far. Except Phoenix, he had that misfortune. So tough luck for them. But he was, he's he had a great start to 2020. Second in the Daytona 500. Um, I think he finished second at Auto Club, too. Um, he's finished top five almost every race. Obviously, got wrecked at Phoenix, but, oh, well. Can't win them all. Can't have great runs all the time. So, that's my fantasy lineup. And then, I, I have Truex winning as my fantasy pick, but that's not who I'm going to go with, um, who I hope wins, like who I'm gonna cheer for, obviously Al Marola because he's my he's my driver, um, my favorite driver. Um, but I think it'd be cool to see Kenseth or Newman win. Um, but if we're gonna get extremely real here and we're gonna actually go through and um, pick the winner, who I think it will be, um, I think. I don't know. Let me look at the lineup again. I want to pick someone here. Uh, oh, boy. I mean, there are a lot of good drivers out there in this field that could win. Um, but I say either Brad Kislowski or Kyle Busch wins. Kislowski or Kyle Busch. Those are my picks. One of those two. Also, something interesting. This race, they haven't gotten any practice time. Their first time in the car in 10 weeks, in a real race car. Obviously, it's the iRacing series. But their first time in a real race car in 10 weeks is when we send them off into turn one for the green flag. So either they're going to run 100% and do fine. They're going to run 80% and do fine. They're going to run 100% wipe out in the turn or run 80% wipe out in the turn. So, um... Calamity Corner could be turn one on lap one. Um, throw Rick Allen in the booth, and they pile up in the Tom's Heartburn turn. Um, that'd be cool. Obviously, well, it'd not be cool if they piled up. Um, but it'd be cool like if they did, Rick Allen came and yelled, but he's not going to be in the booth because it's a Fox coverage. Um and a lot of per- a lot of normal people that appear at all the races. I saw a tweet from Bob Pockris. Um, family members are not permitted to attend the race. So that means wives and children of the drivers um, and crew and siblings, uncles, dads, moms, no one. No one can be there. The driver and the crew can be there. Um driver and the crew, the broadcast people, basically essentials to help a um, race function on TV, at least, like, behind the scenes. Um, Obviously, fans are essential to the sport, but we can't have those right now. Um, We're in timeout. We're in timeout from fans because, because of the COVID situation, but hopefully this passes soon. And fans will be back soon, because fans make the sport. And 
almost every driver um has switched out so on the car there's like that part above their window almost every driver um has like a, a local doctor to their hometown um on um, a design piece of tape i don't think it's actually a piece of tape but it's like a old design of a piece of tape with the doctor frontline hero name on it and it the race is called the real heroes 400 this is this race is like for the frontline heroes like all the doctors and nurses and people that are working to control the situation so that we can get back to the racetrack sooner and as fans and get sports going like baseball and college football's in jeopardy the nfl is still not sure but with the frontline people um that nascar is gonna pay respects to here on um tomorrow um it's to it's because of those people that we can have live sports once again with nascar and hopefully baseball and hopefully all the other sports follow suit soon um a lot of states are beginning to reopen practice facilities for football and other sports um so that's about it um for this episode um you enjoyed great um let me know what you think on twitter once again i mentioned this earlier but that's at the real maxman 05 on twitter um follow me let me know what you think and let me know your predictions for this race share this with your friends and family who like nascar and yeah stay safe out there guys bye one other news bit I forgot to add was Alex Bowman signed a contract extension with Hendrick Motorsports. And um, I was typing out um, stuff for this episode, like the description and all that. I was like, wait a second, there's that news story that I forgot about. Yeah, Alex Bowman signed a one-year extension with Hendrick Motorsports, so he's good until next year. So that means the next time the 88 will possibly be available is 2022. Um I don't see Rick Hendrick letting Bowman go anytime soon. He's young talent. He's got himself a couple wins. Um, I see him as a strong contender. Not necessarily a championship threat quite yet, but I see him as a possibility to make it relatively deep in the playoffs this year. I'm not saying he's going all the way to Phoenix, um, but I think he can make it possibly to the round of eight, um, provided the right equipment. Which he works for, he, he drives for Hendrick, so that's not too hard. Um, but I don't see him winning the title. I don't see him being in the Final Four, at least not this year, in the next couple years. Maybe further, like 2025, 26, but maybe I'm stretching it. Maybe he will win. I don't know, but I'm not seeing him as much of a championship contender this year. Um, but I see him. I see him building himself as a good driver and possibly winning a championship further down the line, but um, he does have the extension through 2021, and I believe he's going to get another one from 2022 to beyond, so I see him I see him staying with Hendrick for some time, and I don't see him going very far if he does leave. I see him, I see him staying with Hendrick at least for another three or four years so yeah I was just editing I was like wait he got an extension so I thought I'd mention that 
give my thoughts on it real quick. Now this time I'm going to end the episode. Um, yeah, go ahead, follow me on Twitter at TheRealMaxMan05 and let me know what you think about this episode. Um, after a couple weeks, I think it was a week and a half away, I'm back and here's the episode. <laughs> so, yeah, if you enjoyed, please share. And yeah, that's about it. For real this time. Bye.